0: Hello? Are you there? Who? Oh, oh, hey, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. This is Stephen Black, and joining us on the show today is Tita Randenbarger. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, it's crazy. fantastic. Um, Tita and I met through, um, I don't remember who it was through. Uh, Dave Myers. Dave Myers, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Dave Myers. Uh, who was on the podcast not too long ago he said you gotta you gotta meet up with Tita because she's doing a lot of cool things she's a TCK as well and so we got together and started talking about um, TCKs and society and how society affects TCKs and how they affect society and stuff so we'll get into that a little bit but to start us off with Tita just wanted to ask you where are you from
1: I think everybody does, but it's only fair to ask, as I was preaching a few, uh, probably about a month ago now, I asked everybody in the congregation that same question, so I guess it's my (laughs) turn to answer. Um, My parents are, uh, my dad was actually a TCK as well, um, but they met here in Portland. Um, I was born here in Portland and um, got a... um, at birth. I think they gave me a passport in the moment. Okay. Uh, and then I was taken over to Honduras and okay. grew up there for 18 years before coming back to the U S for college. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then moved around the U S lived in a few different countries through college. Mm. Um, and then ended up back here in Portland and made this full circle, which is kind of crazy. Never thought I'd be back here. But yeah. Um, after meeting David, I'm, I'm staying put. My husband's name is David. He's a pastor here um, at Columbia View Wesleyan.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So you could legitimately throw out the phrase, I'm from Portland. And yeah. it would actually be meaningful yeah. and make sense to you. Yeah. So, that's I've never so lived
1: cool. here before, but I'm from Portland. You're yeah. from Portland.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even more so now that you're living here. So, yeah, that's there awesome. You go. That's awesome. Um, so remind me, how many years were you in Honduras?
1: I was there for about 18 years.
0: Okay, gotcha. That's a long, a long stint. Yeah,
1: I was very blessed. A lot of TCKs have to move to a lot of different countries. Um, I was really blessed to be able to live in in two different places within the country, but just within one country, Mm. my my whole growing up years.
0: Sure, that's cool. And then um, can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing now?
1: Yeah. So um, my background, I'm, I'm a social worker, okay. um, kind of more in the counseling realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're starting up a ministry here in Portland called Immigrant Connection mm-hmm. um, that we are reaching out and, and helping uh, immigrants with legal advocacy. So kind of their um, immigration paperwork. Um, it is a ministry that actually started out of the Wesleyan church in 2013. Um, and since then they've opened up about 18 different sites nationally. Uh, but we don't have one in our district yet. So anything past, um, in like the Western area of the United States, we don't have anything. The Wesleyan church does not have anything. Um, the, the city of Portland is made up of immigrants as I'm sure that you've seen. It's it's beautiful. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, and so just to be able to have uh, a ministry that will reach out and walk alongside them and offer uh, to help them with the confusing immigration paperwork oh, yeah. um, for a cost that is is nominal versus a, a lot of times the lawyers have to charge um, a buku amount, quite quite yeah, a lot, um, right. and being able to reach out to them in the name of of Jesus as well, walk alongside them, yeah, in their legal processes. So,
0: and that's so cool to think about a TCK being involved in that, um, involved in that role because you know as a TCK, well, I should say, I've heard a lot of uh, I've heard a lot of fear and negativity around the yeah. whole immigration issue yeah. in America lately, and I think that oftentimes people are just afraid of what they don't know. Um, yeah. But as a TCK. Uh, you know, you've had, uh, you've had so much experience with other cultures that you wouldn't have known and moving past that. Not, okay. You don't have to be afraid of what you don't know because you do yeah. know what it's like to meet other people in other cultures. Yeah. Now you can take that to the next step and, um, start extending some real help and advocacy and love and support towards people who really do need it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's fantastic that's hearing hope. about a TCK involved in helping, uh, helping other people from other cultures around the world. Uh, yeah. really stand on their own feet and stuff. So that's great. I
1: think one of the biggest blessings that I'm seeing come out of that as well is is helping our churches. Uh, we call them Anglo churches, I guess. Um, okay. We're able to see a little bit more of just narrative mm-hmm. and how God's heart along uh, mm-hmm. the pathway. So um, being able to see that our stories start somewhere else as well, that we too are immigrants. Right. Um, and that God yes, calls us absolutely. to remember that again and again and again. Right. Um, and so, like, just being able to see all of those narratives coming together has mm-hmm. been a beautiful uh, blessing, and being able to to realize that a lot of the fear and the walls actually come down between uh, people groups that might seem very different when people realize yes. that they have a lot in common as well. Yes, um, right. And we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, um, yeah. specifically within the churches.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well, last time I, we were talking. Um, we were, we got to talking a little bit about, uh, TCKs in society and you said your degree is in social work, mm-hmm. right? And so you're kind of familiar with this, uh, perhaps more than the next TCK might be. Um, but, uh, we were talking specifically about how, um, how relationships and having long-term relationships affect, uh, affect children as they're growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you break that down for me? Why is it that? Having a long-term relationship, knowing someone, someone, especially you know, a caregiver over a long course of time, would be more significant than knowing someone for a short amount of time.
1: Yeah, I think it all goes back to attachment. Um, so if you read some of the different attachment-based theories, okay. um, there's four main styles of attachment. Okay. Um, and I uh, this is definitely my degree, but it's one of those things that you read it, you learn it, and then you forget some of it. But um, <laughs> but the the truth is. Being able to form a strong and positive attachment with a, um, uh, specifically it's a parent role, um, okay. originally when we're babies, right. Yeah. It sets the tone for the rest of our life. Yeah. Um, and sets the tone for our, our feelings of our ability to, uh, to be able to be uh, successful in the future, knowing, uh, that we can try new things versus being a little bit more scared and fearful to try new things. Mm. Um, all of that comes back to that like baseline attachment, um, yeah. Um, when, as, as children, as we continue to grow, that switches from just primarily, um, a primary caregiver, which we typically think of as parents, it's not always, but primary caregiver, um, it branches out into being, um, other people who surround you. Right. So originally Mm -hmm. when you think of back in like. It takes a village to raise a child, right? Yeah, So sure. I think back to how we were originally built up. It'd be the grandmas, the aunts, the uncles, um, the cousins. They mm-hmm. would all come together to form that solid uh, attachment network for a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, uh, they would start reaching out to their friends. And so by the teen years, um, they have kind of a solid base to to um, set their identity on. Mm-hmm. Um and then they they pick their friends from that, and they are they feel very comfortable to be able to go into new places because they know that they are loved. They know that they have someone who will care for them. They know right. that if they're hurting, they have someone to call. Right. Right. Um, and that same base, I think, is how God made us. Right. It continues into um, our days now. It looks a little different in um, in the city, and it looks a little bit different, I think, in our technological age. Mm-hmm. But sure. Um, it's kind of fun to see how that is still true.
0: Yeah. Going back to something you said a little while ago, you were talking about having a base to set your identity in. And yeah. I was thinking, you know, uh, a lot of what we do is uh, branches out of who we are. Mm-hmm. And um, having that, uh, like you said, a network um, to base yourself in. Uh, someone might grow up believing they're loved and they're accepted. Yeah. And that gives you a strength of character, a, a solidness to... Like you say, branch out and try new things, go new places, knowing that you always have that to fall back on. Yeah. And knowing that deep down inside, um, you know who you are, and um, sure, there's good and bad about you. There's good and bad about your story. Um, maybe mm-hmm. there's even good about good and bad about the people you love. But deep down inside, you are loved, and that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Is that kind of what you're? What, yeah. what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think the the beauty in what you're saying is is you can kind of pull that back to God, right? The character right. of God, and if Absolutely. we can if we can realize that like he ultimately is, is the baseline. He mm-hmm. ultimately is the, the one who gives us our identity. Mm-hmm. And then from their stems, it makes me think kind of of like the dandelions that I've been trying to pull out of our yard, right? <laughs> the, from their stems out all these different blooms and all these different connections mm-hmm. of, um, that, that feed the, the one flower, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the parents, you have the aunts, the uncles, the friends, mm-hmm. um, but but ultimately, it all comes back to that same identity piece, right? And the identity building.
0: Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, um, but maybe this is kind of the upside of attachment, right? Yeah. That like, um, in a somewhat normal experience, if you will, uh, quote unquote normal, if there is such a thing, um, someone grows up having this network and having all these attachments and making these connections mm-hmm. and growing and uh, growing and changing, uh, within the context of this network. And perhaps the network changes, um, over time. Perhaps it changes dramatically, but yeah. there's sort of a, sort of a similar picture, uh, that everyone has in their, in their life growing up. Uh, but that's not always the case, right? Because sometimes like yeah. attachment goes wrong, um, and, uh, and what happens there?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a good question. And I think uh, thinking of TCK specifically, and then I can get into some of the other types of, of attachment that breaks sure. it. But, yeah. um, so one of the things with TCKs I think that we see most often is from moving so mm-hmm. often, it breaks a lot of the connections that they might have to the, to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily mom, dad, sister, brother. A lot of times those stay strong, um, or sometimes those stay strong, but when you move to a different country, um, your, your grandparents, you only get to see maybe once every few years or, um, your cousins, you might not get to see them at all. Right. So there's a lot of, of relationships that, that might be cut off at a very young age. So, um, even as a kid, you don't, you don't realize the impact that that has your parents might a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, but being able to to know that that does that does affect a little bit of of your identity um and it needs to be that void needs to be filled by somebody um sure. so the tck's i believe that the tck's who are able to um to do a really good job of building that uh, attachment or the, the mission organizations, military organizations, governmental organizations Mm
0: -hmm. that are
1: trying to make sure that their, their kids grow up um, in a good environment. They're trying to fill those voids Mm -hmm. with different people, Mm -hmm. uh, missionary aunts and uncles or Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. military aunts and uncles, right. That, that come in and they become uh, those, those family members um, that the parents and the families have, have left behind in the home country. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard piece is that there's a grief that goes along with moving consistently, mm-hmm. um, that sometimes as TCKs, because of our, our gifts of adaptability, we don't even take time to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but that plays a piece into the attachment as well. Um, so if you read into the attachment model, again, it goes back to when you're, your a little, little kid, a little tyke. Um, and, from there from the basis of will i get my food um will i have my primary needs met right yeah. um will i have someone there to comfort me when i'm scared um all of that is it forms the the basis for being able to to reach out and to grow um mm. so when you're constantly moving um, there's a lot of additional fears and additional stressors um, mm-hmm. that come at a very young age. If you have a family or a, a group, a network that is able to help the kid feel that protection or that um, that uh, attachment that they need, sure. um, then they actually end up stronger and more resilient for it. Um, mm-hmm. But if that stressor comes and it's too big for the kid to deal with at that moment or at that time, mm-hmm. that's when you start to see some of the attachment uh, disorders that mm-hmm. will pop out a little bit okay, sure. um and or maybe it's not as big as a disorder but you see it pop out in little ways of um of the kiddo having a little bit more of a difficulty in finding friends or mm. um or difficulty in trusting people um mm. and or they'll trust people too quickly um <laughs> and then that can cause some issues too in the future
0: right um that also um correct me if I'm wrong but with attachment isn't it true that like when a child doesn't have uh, a steady sense of attachment, that sense of protection and safety, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. they also have tr- sometimes have trouble, like letting go of, uh, family members or, you know, guardians or whatever, even for a short yeah. amount of time. Like you can't drop them off at church. You can't drop yeah. them off with other people with a babysitter or whatever. Yeah. Like, they can't let go of that. Is that true too?
1: Yes. Yep. It goes kind of both ways. So they, you look at it almost on a quadrant and this is where I should look up beforehand the names of the different (laughs) ones. But, um, if you look it up on a quadrant, you have like the, those that are, it's a secure attachment, um, Mm -hmm. that has a strong sense of, um, of the parent that is going to be the disciplinarian and like the protector along mm-hmm. with the parent that's uh, loving and very like kind. And the, mm-hmm. those are the the kiddos who, um, even at a young age personality always plays into this a little bit too. Sure. But um, thinking of a little kid who maybe by eight, uh, to 10 months, you can drop them off with someone and, and they know you're going to come back.
0: Yeah, right. Right.
1: Um, and so that, that they already have a little bit of that secure, uh, sense of attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're looking for them to every once in a while be checking back in to see, okay, is my mom going to be coming soon Mm. after an hour? Maybe they'll get a little bit fussy for their parent if they don't Mm. know other people or if they're not attached to other people who are caring for them there. Um, and that's pretty typical, right? Mm. Um, if you get into some of the other quadrants, uh, maybe the one that, uh, the parent seems to be very, um, high energy. I'm thinking it's called the anxious attachment. Um, sort of the idea of like very, very high energy. Um, but very here and then gone here and then Mm -hmm. gone here Mm -hmm. and then gone. Um, I say parent, but again, it's that attachment figure, whoever that is. Um, so then the kiddo starts to have this idea of, um, I, I need to have the control. Um, instead of being able to relax and realize, okay, the parent's going to come back for me, Mm -hmm. they tend to be a little bit more on the clingy side because Mm -hmm. they don't know, wait, is that, are they going to, are they going to come back? You know, they, they don't know, they don't have that understanding of, okay, the, the parent's going to drop me off at church or wherever, um, I'm going to be here for an hour and then they're going to come back. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you have uh, a, another quadrant uh, that is kind of that idea of, you know what I, I don't care, you know it, <laughs> that idea of the the parent who who wasn't, who is was, who is maybe there physically with yeah. the kid, yeah, um, but not super emotionally. So it's the strong mm-hmm. strong disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. Um, has maybe all the rules set and all the the agenda set, and the kid can can respond and can um, act pretty well, mm-hmm. um, but emotionally uh, very they can be kind of distant right um, yeah yeah
0: you know this this whole conversation just makes me think like healthy healthy yeah. parents lead to healthy kids right yeah and I was thinking that you know um, when I think about attachment, I think of people who Are there physically or not? Uh, But I guess it can also get into their emotionally or not, their mentally or not. Yeah. And as, um, you know, I think this is probably true. Anytime I say something, I want to just be like, statistics say or research says, (laughs) I haven't actually looked it up, but I'm just going to research says that living overseas, working overseas Mm -hmm. is much more stressful than living in a home, your home country your home culture and so for parents to be taking that additional stress upon themselves self-care just becomes so much more important um for yourself as well as for your kids because a parent who's stressed out all the time um is emotionally absent from their kids can feed into some of these um more negative attachment issues and um, just feelings of of uh insecurity or being unsettled or whatever that kids sometimes uh, come across which um you know, don't kick yourself if you're listening to this podcast going, Oh my goodness, that's, that's me. me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do that with myself sometimes too. Avoidant yeah. was the last one, by the way. I just thought okay. of it. There you go. Um yeah, it's uh being able to realize that it, it is a huge stressor, I think, for for parents to um be able to code switch, you know, in that okay. way. Yeah. Because they're in one culture. Um and you have your primary like home culture and then you have your culture that that you live in outside. And here, um, in, in even within your own home culture, you're gonna have your work culture, right? You're gonna have your home culture. You're right. gonna have the culture that you live in yes. and you have to switch between those. Mm-hmm. Um, but that becomes even more stressful as the language gets changed on you or mm-hmm. as you're still learning. Um, mm-hmm. And then realizing that, when when everything is different, when the food is different, when the flavors are different, when the yes. smells are different, when right. um, when the weather is different, if it's all of that, the the whole culture shock is a very a very yeah. big thing. Yeah, um, definitely. And to be on top of that, if you add on a lot of the, sometimes there's a lot of spiritual pressure as well, right? Mm, As families are moving, um, into specifically thinking, I guess of missionary families, if they're moving into roles that they, um, have as a part of a ministry, Mm -hmm. um, they have that feeling of, Oh my goodness, I need to help this person. Mm, I need mm -hmm. to really care and spend extra time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that Mm -hmm. is good. That's wonderful. Um, but sometimes it, it leaves our families behind. Yeah, And yeah. That can be tricky. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's kind of like um, the beginnings of attachment, right? Like where yeah. attachment comes from and how that looks in, in the early stages of life. Um, but then um, having a having consistent contact yeah. as you're growing up is that uh, different, or is that pretty much the same as um, the beginning? Like, how does that affect TCKs? having consistent relationships over time.
1: Yeah. I think something you had mentioned, even as we were talking before, um, specifically was you had mentioned about like if the parents can't fill the role, sort of an idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And TCKs, that might be a case, but all around the world, I'm thinking of like foster kids, right? Mm -hmm. Or, Mm -hmm. um, Or kids just that their parents were not, Maybe they passed away when they were really young. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people have to step in Mm -hmm. and take those those roles. Mm -hmm. Um, Within the TCKs, oftentimes they might have the the primary. Uh, caregiver there, mm-hmm. um, but these relationships, the network right, keeps growing. So yeah. even as as friends come in and go out, and come in and go out, and come in and go out, um, that starts to to change the the brain a little bit to start mm-hmm. expecting it. Um, mm-hmm. And so you almost see a lot of times with TCKs, you almost see like a a really quick ability to make friends Mm -hmm. um and go deep really fast but then you hit like a glass wall um Mm -hmm. or a glass ceiling whatever they call it i always get the isms wrong but um you hit that that wall of like okay but but i'm not gonna see you forever Mm -hmm. and then if you're with that person for longer than a year or two years, then all of a sudden you see a panic come up in the TCK because they're mm. like, no, I can't let somebody be on this wall. Mm. Like this, this is, uh, this is the depth that I let people, because if they get past mm. this, then I'm going to have to grieve them when they leave. Cause they right. have that idea. It's that, um, the transient sort of relationships have been formed within them mm-hmm. and they expect people to come and to go and to come and to go.
0: Mm. That's fascinating it's interesting like thinking about tck's and how um in, when you're when you grow up in the context of a very transient community where people are always coming and going um i think you hit the nail on the head when you said that people are afraid of uh, uh tck's especially i should say um can be afraid of Letting people in because mm-hmm. they know how much it's going to hurt to say goodbye. And mm-hmm. I think that we do so much yeah. to avoid pain, right? Yeah. I mean, you know that, you know, you know that pain is coming and yeah. the best way to avoid it is to never, to never hold on to anything yeah. uh, too tightly. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow.
1: And it's interesting because you you can kind of see um, two or three different types of people or, or TCKs who um, some that they they just kind of put the wall up at the beginning and they're mm. they're not even gonna talk to new people, mm-hmm. um, and then you see some TCKs that are really bubbly and outgoing and they're gonna come and meet you, but it uh, you form a very quick relationship that's very. Um, it doesn't necessarily feel shallow. Um, It feels really deep at the, at the initial, but you realize that you get just to that wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then uh, you have the, the few that you're able to connect with and get past that wall. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are the people that, uh, that, they found a way to let people pass. They found a way to to possibly grieve, or they found those attachment figures that help have helped them realize, like, you know, it's it's okay to let, it's okay to take off the masks, right? I think another yes. one of your podcasts talked about masks a little yeah, bit or something right. like that. Um, but it's okay to to let people in, mm-hmm. um, and. It's okay to grieve them when they yeah. leave, yeah. Uh, knowing that that we as humans, going back to that immigrant idea, right? We yeah. as humans are are only here on the earth for a while, mm. um, but we have a purpose, mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna meet people and we're gonna grieve people when they when mm. they leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Yeah, I I feel like you know I've got to do another podcast now on just how to say goodbye to people, you know, because I feel like that can be an art and a science all of its own. Definitely. And I've spoken with TCKs before who are like, you know, I'm happy to be here in this situation that I'm in, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, I'm hoping not to make any friends because I just don't know how to say goodbye. (laughs) You know, my heart goes out to TCKs in that situation that because there really is a way to say goodbye. And it really is like you say, it is okay to grieve. Yeah. It's meaningful to have relationships and it's okay to grieve. And to feel that pain because, you know, you don't feel the intensity of that pain forever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like I was talking with, uh, with Omega in a previous episode about the empty spaces that people create in our heart when we, when we learn yeah. to love them and then have to let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that empty space, having that pain that comes from those people uh, leaving you, um, it doesn't hurt like that forever. It just hurts yeah. for a while and then you get. You learn to live with, uh, you learn to live with a little bit of sadness inside of you. Um, that's not overwhelming, um, yeah. but it's just a memory. It's just a part of who you are. It just becomes a new part of your identity. Yeah. And then thinking about this, about the later stages and you know building relationships and develop yeah. developing relationships, I think, man, definitely, how important must it be to um, have a strong start early on and really yeah. have that solid sense of identity and the sense of, hey, I know who I am and I'm loved at yeah. the core of. Yeah, at the bottom of everything, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because the people who, who have that strong core can be able to take that little piece of sadness, right, and add it into their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes them a deeper and a richer person for it, mm. or a richer, more resilient person. Yes. Um, whereas somebody who um, who doesn't have that, that strong base, um, when a big stressor comes, then uh, it, it's overwhelming and it can crack the foundation, right, of, of right. who we are. Right, yeah. Um, and yeah, it makes me think. I uh, well of quite a few stories, but um it m- made me think a little bit of some of the refugees and some of the stories of how they can go through so much and mm. difficult, difficult times. And mm-hmm. um if you talk about a TCK, some of the refugees are incredible TCKs, right? That they've yes. they've lived yes. in several different cultures yeah. and then seen just horrendous things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's some of them that they have the most joy that I mm-hmm. think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes back to that that core. Um, who, who do you put your trust in? Sort of an idea. Right. Um, who are your, first of all, hopefully is God, right? But then mm-hmm. on top of that, who are those people um, that you can put that trust in um, who will help you keep moving forward?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And then I think there are going to be TCKs listening to this who have, who will say, you know, maybe, maybe they'll say, I have had uh, Mm -hmm. great parents uh, growing up. I know I did. I had great parents. Um, And um, yeah, I had people who were inconsistent in my life too. I've had friends come and go. Uh, We've lost loved ones. Um, There are other TCKs who are going to say, hey, I didn't have, I didn't have great parents. Um, They weren't always there or when they were, they weren't there emotionally or spiritually or something else. you can't do anything about your past, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only do something about where you are now and mm-hmm. where you're going. So what, what, what would you say to those TCKs who are saying, I know what my story is and maybe listening to yeah. this podcast has given them a little bit more language to their story. Yeah. Um, but they want to move forward and they want to live a healthy life and have yeah. healthy relationships. What would you say to those TCKs? Perhaps the ones who have had strong attachments or perhaps haven't had strong attachments. Yeah. How do you, how do you live a, how do you live a whole life?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a good question. I think I'm still learning it. I know. Right? Um, everybody is right. Yeah. Um, I guess I can answer your question with a story. Uh, have Have okay. you heard the boy who was raised as a dog? Uh, I don't think so. It's a book. I think his the doctor's name is Bruce Perry. Um, okay. It's it just gives beautiful language and narrative to to some of the trauma that people have to go through. Um, but but the hope um, that there is. Or the the truth that there is hope at the end of, mm. or light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. Um, and even though some of those were pretty pretty traumatic experiences, to be honest, a lot of TCKs go through um, a lot of trauma, whether that's big T trauma or little T trauma. Yes. Um, the answer is the same, right? So mm. attachment maybe it does start when you're born. Mm -hmm. but it continues throughout life. Mm -hmm. And whatever you you may or may not have had as a young kid, you still have the opportunity to grow on now. Mm -hmm. Um, So forming those relationships now, stepping Mm -hmm. out, um, the hardest thing, the thing that I think is is what most people would be like oh it's just not even an option is um start forming relationships with people and and trying to stay in those relationships for longer than a year or Mm. whatever each each tck is gonna know their space right mine is like after a year i get the itch to move again (laughs) um so try to find those people try to find those places and stay put yeah um uh, maybe move your furniture around as you need to. Right. But, yes. but try to, try to start forming that, that attachment to places and to people, um, where you may not have been able to have it in the past. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that would be a key point. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is grieve, um, mm-hmm. take time to be able to grieve some mm-hmm. of the past and, mm-hmm. and realize like, yeah, um, it did happen. Uh, this did happen. Parts of it, sucked parts of it were horrible yeah um parts of it were beautiful too being able to to meet some of the people um who came and went being able to to see culture from a different lens maybe Mm -hmm. um it, it gives you a depth, and it gives you kind of a, a hunger for more, mm-hmm. and realize that that there's a beauty in that because that that is what will drive you to go deeper in in your employment. That's what's going to drive you to go deeper in learning, mm-hmm. drive you mm-hmm. to go deeper in relationships, drive you to go deeper in just in life in general.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so so grieving that but also using that as a as a, a bouncing board or as a mm. I'm thinking of a gymnast right who's running along and hitting that board right before she she kicks off to go onto the high bar or kicks off to be able to to do right. her routine. Um, yeah. you can use that same grief uh, mm-hmm. to build you into um, just a, a deep person um, that will will be, Able to connect with others and provide something to others. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the second. the The last one would be the art of presence. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, this. This is hard for me, but um, I actually learned a little piece of it in in Uganda. Um, uh, there, Henry Nowen writes a book about compassion, and there there are several other books that were were brought into it, um, but. Being taught to wh- wherever you are, mm-hmm. take time to be there, to actually be present, sure. not to have yes. your mind thinking of the next thing. Yeah, um, being able to to realize that um, that each moment is for a purpose, and and mm-hmm. each moment serves um, to to grow us deeper uh, with relationship right with other people relationship with um i don't know the, the relationship with god relationship with the yeah. earth with other people it's all those relationships that, that help um us to continue to to grow mm-hmm. so i think that art of presence is is really important as well mm-hmm. that's
0: yeah. yeah that's fantastic so um to just to kind of summarize what you just said um first um just love love people love places yeah. and start building those roots second grieve yeah uh, but don't let the grieving become uh, become a rotting in your heart yeah but, that's a good but thing uh, uh like you said like a launching pad like this is something that moves you forward and yeah. creates a depth and a richness to your life that really drives you and and then um uh, third you had said um just being present in the moment uh wherever that wherever that may be and whatever, wherever that takes you yeah. not not thinking about being somewhere else or doing something later but really being here and now in that moment which is like you say so tricky right oh difficult oh my for goodness. everybody yes for everybody i hear you not
1: just tck's <laughs> yeah
0: and if you're listening to this podcast and this is the first one you've listened to i i, I would say you got to go back and check out um uh, guiding the grief with lauren wells lauren gives a lot of uh, great points on um uh, grieving um uh, grieving together as a family helping your kids grieve if you're a parent or a TCK care worker um you should also maybe check out um empty spaces with omega weiser she talks about uh, she talks about living away from family and what that's like and um uh walls and windows with luke bosham where we talk about boundaries these are just a couple of other podcasts that have already been published that you might be interested in so um if you haven't checked those out go to tckcare.com and check those out also i will have a couple of links to um uh, to some in some interesting things. There's a there's this beautiful spoken word. Um I think it's called like I'm John or something, where the guy mm. says, Hi, I'm John and I'm about to be gone and like just creating that that glass wall up front of mm. like, you know, you can't come past this glass wall because I'm moving and so I'm not gonna let you in. Well, it's it's really beautiful. Yeah, and it's on YouTube. So I'll put a link uh to that as well on mm. the uh on this episode if you're listening in. So yeah thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation with thank me tita this has given me so much to think about in my own life um just as far as you know being present and uh being emotionally available to my kids and that kind yeah. of thing um, and recognizing some of the different things i see in them um and then also uh, i think this is going to lo- give a lot of hope to a lot of tck's that uh whether, uh, whether your attachment has been easy or hard up until this point, mm-hmm. it really is an ongoing process. And yeah. it's something that you can be involved in um, to make it a better experience and to have healthier relationships moving forward and just to live a fuller life, which is our goal, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, otherwise, why are you listening to TCK Care? <laughs> <laughs> you? All right. Well, thank you so much, Tita. Thank it's been a pleasure you. to have you. I appreciate it. You've been listening to TCK Care the Podcast with me, Stephen Black, as we share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs. Hosting and producing TCK Care the Podcast is a part of my ministry, which is made possible by the generous support of my financial partners. If you would like to make a one-time or recurring pledge, please go to tckcare.com give. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate it on your favorite podcast app, and stay tuned for more TCK Care coming up next week.